Welcome to the Fearless Living Now podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lustig, and this podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Living Now community. If you're committed to accessing the courage to live life full out and beyond fear, you are in the right place. Each episode will be focused on an aspect of what it takes to find the courage needed to take action toward the fulfillment of your goals. Welcome to Fearless Living Now podcast. So far in our journey together, we have discussed getting clarity about your visions and your values, finding the courage you need to actually fulfill on a vision, accessing your creativity, and everyone has creativity, like thinking outside the box. I have to tell you this story. My husband and I have a set of sliding doors that go out to our backyard. And we always open the right side of the sliding doors. Well, this week, for some reason, the right side of the sliding doors is completely jammed, will not move. So we open the left side of the sliding doors. The problem is the dog will not go out the left side of the sliding doors. It's open. He sees us walk through it, but he stands on the right side asking to go out. It is absolutely hysterical. And it just shows how animals, as well as human beings, get stuck with particular habits or particular points of view, and they can't see anything different. In fact, they're fearful of what might happen. So he's, I think, afraid of what might happen if he tried to step through the left side. It is so hysterical. Now I can carry him out and then he'll do his business and he'll come in the left side, but he will not go out the left side of the sliding glass doors. This I bring up here because it has something to do with accessing creativity. It also has to do with our topic for today, which is mastering your inner critic, or maybe also mastering your limiting beliefs. We, in addition, talked about the importance of the relationships we have in our lives with ourselves, with others, and forgiveness and healing, which is really important to being able to move forward and take the next right action for fulfilling your vision in your life. But again, today our topic is mastering the inner critic. Now, before I go forward with that, I also hope that you've been listening and been able to enjoy the stories of our wonderful guests. Jen Liddy told us about going from being a very successful teacher, very stable job, to starting, actually buying into a business partnership that completely failed. Now, she could have given up there and gone back to teaching, but no, she went ahead, looked at her skills, trusted her intuitions, and started her own business, and she's very, very successful with that at this point. We talked to Lauren Plant, who's a young woman just turning 30, moved from a very small town 
to New York City, became one of the top realtors in five years, decided that wasn't what she loved most. She loved coaching others to be successful, left New York City, started a new business, moved close to me in Clearwater, Florida, and is thriving. Then we have Jay Cammie, who went from being practically completely broke, unable to pay his rent as a toy maker, who designed and invented a phenomenal toy that at first he thought no one would buy, became extremely creative about his solution and made, I think it was a million dollars in one week, something that's outside of my realm of possibility, but now is one of the top toy sellers and makers on Amazon. Incredible man. And finally, my dear friend, Karen Coven, who, like me, is a septuagenarian. We've lived a long life so far. Talking about trusting her intuition, her gut, starting a business, moving to a brand new city, and how finding relationships quickly really made a difference for her. If you haven't listened to those episodes, I really encourage you to go back and listen to them. Today, we're talking about your inner critic. We all have an inner critic. Now, the definition of a critic is a person who judges, evaluates, or criticizes. And there have been plenty of people like that in our lives. We've all been judged, evaluated, and criticized from the outside. But the biggest problem we have now is how we judge, evaluate, and criticize ourselves. It seems very automatic. We seem to always have more attention on what we didn't get done or where we failed or fell short than how we exceeded and what we did accomplish. There's not one person listening to this call who doesn't get an insane amount of things done in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. I know because I work with all of you. Yet if I ask you what you accomplished, You'd probably have to think kind of hard. But if I asked you how you fell short, you could rattle things off for me. I didn't lose weight. I didn't keep up with exercising. I let my friends down. I didn't do X, Y, or Z. Or I didn't do it well enough. Recently, one of my coachees, he came to a conversation, and he was so down and so bummed out. He had been recently switching over to a fully vegan diet, which he had done amazing on. In fact, I was so jealous of him. I was telling my husband, oh my God, he like lost 10 pounds and his numbers, like his cholesterol and those kinds of numbers had plummeted to a good level in a really short period of time. I was so proud of him. Yet he came to this call and he was so bummed out because one, he had joined a 21-day challenge and he had fallen off the wagon of the challenge about three days in, something we all do easily. And he had gone to some parties and some restaurants and he had fallen off his wagon. He had eaten all the wrong things and all those things negatively impacted his physical body and his mood. And he was so upset with himself. And I said to him, yeah, but what about the eight weeks for that? 
when I was just raving about you. See, we just forget about that immediately. And then we think, oh, well, I'll never be able to do this. I'll just do whatever. Like, well, we're off the wagon. And it's crazy how we do that. We need to really become our own advocate, someone who supports and promotes the interests of another. We need to be that for ourselves. And that's who I get to be for people in my coaching groups. And so do the other people. So all of us in, in that group really rallied around him and encouraged him to let go of the upset, the sadness, the disappointment in himself, forgive himself, and start taking some actions to get back in the wagon. Because it's those actions step by step that make a difference. I remember years and years ago, because I am in my 70s, and I think I was in my 20s, I had a, a pretty extreme weight lo- uh, weight issue from the age of about 16 to 25 for about 10 years. And so I'd gone to this nutritionist to ch- try to get a handle on my weight and my eating. It was a great program. I had I ate so much per day, and, but every week I had to. My assignment was to go out and eat dessert somewhere so that I wouldn't be living in, oh, I can never have dessert again. And it was going along really well. And the woman had said, oh, you know, you can buy these. I lived in L.A., so they have what's called C's candy. You can buy these tiny little, they're not even that tiny. They're just these like, they're on a stick and they're like a caramel type candy. And I love caramel. She goes, you know, you can just have one once a day. They're like 60 calories or something. So I bought a dozen, but I ate them all that night. And the next day I went into her and I was so distraught and so distressed and saying, you know, I'll never, ever be able to do this. And she just laughed at me. And she said, you know, you would have to eat a dozen every single day to really gain a lot of weight. But if you eat a dozen one night and you go back on your plan the next day and you do that over and over again, you're going to lose weight. And you know what? I did. And that was just a huge aha for me that I could fall off the wagon, but I could get back on the wagon the next day. And maybe I didn't lose weight as fast as I wanted to, but I'd lost weight fast so many times and then just gained it back even faster that that was really a turning point for me. So we really have to learn to support ourselves, to take care, to be kind, to forgive ourselves, to promote to ourselves and others, what works about ourselves in our lives. Now, there are five men, main messages of the inner critic. And see if you can see yourself in any of these. One is, I'm not good enough. The second one is, I'm not worthy or valuable. The third is, I'm not perfect or it's not perfect. How many times do you stop yourself from even trying to do something because you're pretty sure you can't get it perfect? Telling you, I stopped myself for so many years because I don't know why I can read something over and over again and then email it out and someone comes back with a correction. And that would stop me. But you know what? Nowadays, it's like, yay, thanks for the correction. It's never kept anybody from hiring me. It's not that important. So it really freed me up to do so many things because I didn't have to be perfect. Another one is I'm not safe or it's not safe. 
And the last one is, I'm too much. I'll be rejected. So these overlap, and you might have several of them, but usually one of them is stronger than the others. And it's just a good thing to know. And what is your inner critic's strongest message for you? Because that's kind of a filter that you sort of look out at life from and you listen from. And if you know what it is, you can stop yourself from making it real or true. And you probably got those messages when you were a child. And therefore, your inner child, it's always trying to protect you from being hurt. So it thinks if you don't put yourself out there too far where this might happen again, you won't get hurt or disappointed when you fall short. You won't look like an idiot because you already think you are. (laughs) And the question becomes, how do you embrace your inner critic rather than fight it? Because there's actually a proven thing that what you resist persists. So the long as you fight against something, it actually gets stronger. So how do we become friends with this inner critic? Well, you want to listen to the voice that's getting triggered. Like that's your inner child. And actually appreciate what the fear or anxiety is that might be present. And take on acting like a loving parent to yourself. Reassure yourself as an adult that you've got this or you can handle it if it doesn't turn out. Then venture forward in the face of the fear and just keep reassuring that inner voice. If you take this practice on consistently, you will build a strong muscle within yourself and you'll begin to trust yourself. You can hear this theme in the stories that we've heard so far. People had inner concerns, inner critics, but they were able to assuage that and move beyond it and trust and take the actions that they wanted to take. So I invite you to become your own strongest advocate. And if you go to my website, www.fearlesslivingnow.com, you can get my ebook. And in there, you'll find something called the Inner Critic Tracking Form. And that will support you to build the muscle. I'm very excited to let you all know about my upcoming first ever annual and Fearless Living Now retreat which is being held outside of Asheville, North Carolina in a gorgeous forest setting on Memorial Day weekend. And let me tell you, it's a steal. The lowest price you're ever seen, and you should definitely attend. I have only 10 spots left. So if you're at all interested, just email me at patty at fearlesslivingnow.com or call me at 612-363-7605. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to have you at the retreat. Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk with you soon. Good day for now, my friends. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit fearlesslivingnow.com. Join the Fearless Living Now Facebook group and subscribe to the weekly podcast. This will give you more encouragement and inspiration. Feel free to reach out to me at patty at fearlesslivingnow.com or 612-363-7605 if you need anything.